Sunday, 6th of August, 2023. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? Acts 19.15 The translation could be better. And having answered, the evil spirit said to them, Jesus I know, and Paul I acknowledge, and you, who are you? CG The previous verse mentioned that there were seven sons of a high priest known as Sceva, who acted as exorcists. They had decided to use the name of Jesus, whom Paul proclaimed, to cast out evil spirits. In doing this, a response was received from someone who truly was possessed by an evil spirit. Luke records the event beginning with, and having answered. As in the Gospels, at times, this evil spirit acknowledges the attempt to cast him out, demonstrating that they can think and respond independently of the person they possess. In this case, it next reads, the evil spirit said to them. The evil spirit speaks through the man and for the man. It is the same as occurred with the demoniac in the Gadarenes. The plural, them, means that all seven of the sons are involved. They worked together like the false prophets of Baal in 1 Kings 18. This is contrasted with the way that Luke presented the healings and exorcisms connected to Paul. He wasn't even around. Rather, only his handkerchiefs and aprons were there to make a connection to his ministry. In his response to these seven sons of Sceva, the evil spirit said, Jesus I know, and Paul I acknowledge. Two different words are used, and the difference should be made in the translation to identify this. However, both words are rather close in meaning, and both give the sense of knowing. Vincent's word study says, quote, There is a purpose in using two different words to denote the demon's recognition of the divine master and of the human agent, though it is not easy to convey the difference in a translation. It is the difference between an instinctive perception or recognition of a supreme power and the more intimate knowledge of a human agent. A divine mystery would invest Jesus, which the demon would feel, though he could not penetrate it. His knowledge of a man would be greater, in his own estimation at least. The difference may be given roughly thus, Jesus I recognize and Paul I am acquainted with, end quote. Actually, it is just the opposite. The first word is genosco, helps word studies, says that it signifies to know through personal experience, to experientially know. They then cite Luke 1.34 as an example. And Mary, a virgin, said to the angel, How will this be, since I do not know, genosco, equals sexual intimacy, a man? End quote. There is an absolute understanding that exists with this type of knowing. On the other hand, the second word is epistemi. It is derived from epi, upon or on the basis of, and histemi, to set, stand, establish, etc. It gives the sense of being acquainted with, gaining knowledge through acquaintance, carefully studying a matter, etc. In the case of Jesus, the evil spirit had an experiential knowledge of him. In the case of Paul, he had come to know him because Jesus was working through him. 
Thus, he knows Jesus in an intimate way. Paul, he acknowledges only through acquaintance. On the other hand, and speaking to all seven of these sons of Sceva, he next says, And you, who are you? It is a demeaning, even belittling way of addressing them. First, the sense is, So what if he used their names, meaning Jesus and Paul in the previous verse, what about you? The word you is plural. The repetition of the address is given as an emphasis. In these words, the first you speaks of the sons as identifiable entities. The second you refers to their existence. Hence, we can paraphrase it as, And you seven guys, who are you all? One can imagine that this was done with a hint of sarcasm in the voice as he spoke. He is aware of the names they are expressing, but he is completely unaware and uncaring about who they are as supposed exorcists. This will be communicated in more than words in the verse to come. Life application. There is no reason to not assume, and every reason to accept, that evil spirits dwell in people today. Just looking around at the people of the world would lead one to think that not only do demons possess people, but that they are doing so in ever greater numbers. This would be because people have opened themselves up to demonic influences through a rejection of what is morally right and good and a complete acceptance of wickedness and perversion. Their being indwelt probably shouldn't be questioned, but what to do about it is what should be considered. Apostolic authority does not exist today. Jesus has ascended and will return at the appropriate time. He has not personally commissioned anyone since the Apostle Paul. Paul even acknowledges it. He has not personally commissioned anyone since the Apostle Paul. Paul even acknowledges this, saying, Then, last of all, he was seen by me also as by one born out of due time. 1 Corinthians 15.8 The last of all means that Paul was the last to see him, and seeing him is a requirement for being given apostolic authority. Understanding this, and because the Bible does not provide any prescriptive guidance about how to deal with people possessed by demons, it can be known that we are not given any special authority to do what Jesus and the apostles did. And yet, we have a commission to share the gospel. Therefore, if a person is possessed by a demon, and if that person accepts the gospel, then it must be that this is the way by which God has determined that demons are to be removed from people. The only other logical assumption would be that there was no way to drive out demons in some people. But that would be contrary to multiple verses in scripture, which indicate that God desires all to be saved. Therefore, it is our responsibility to share the gospel. It is God's responsibility to deal with the demon of someone who accepts the gospel. Don't be duped by people who claim they have a special ability to cast out demons beyond this. They have gone beyond scripture and are claiming an authority the Bible does not provide. Ignore such people lest you get caught up in their ridiculous doctrines and pulled away from what is granted to us in scripture. You are so great, O oh God. You have given us the gospel to share with the world, and it is an incredible authority we possess. 
we can tell others about how to be saved. In accepting this, those who respond will be freed from any evil that fills their soul. They will be sealed with your spirit and will have a new and heavenly hope. It is a great message that possesses power and authority to redirect lives. May we share it often. Amen. Say a prayer first. Dear Father, please bless Grace as she reads the words in Jesus' name. Amen. But one time, a eater chips said to these Jews, said to Jesus, I know Jesus. I know Jesus. And I know about Paul. And I know about Paul. But who are you? But who are you? Acts 19. Acts 19. Verse 15. Verse 15. Thanks, Grace.